At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Imagine if I'm making a telephone call to the past. Let's see now. Hello? Hello, Weather Bureau? Yeah, is this the Weather Bureau in Chicago? <laughs> Hi. Hey, I'm calling long distance. I'm actually going to be paying a visit there uh, soon, and uh, I wanted to get an idea of what the weather will be. Uh, when am I? No, I'll, I'll, I expect to be arriving, um, let's see now, first pitch at 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. What's the weather going to be like at 1 o'clock? Sunny day. No, well, which way is the wind going to be blowing? Uh, okay. Yeah. Can can you tell me, is is that where right field is at Wrigley Field? <laughs> yeah. Where, where am I calling from? Well, what, what difference does that make? <laughs> am I in Las Vegas? <laughs> Why would you ask me that? Oh, sorry. Got to run. Bye. <laughs> And that was how we used to have to get the information on the weather. This is the Everything Guide to Sports Betting VSIN podcast. Welcome to the Everything Guide to Sports Betting podcast. Learn how to be a smarter better from the experts at VSIN, the sports betting network. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Flatter and Josh Applebaum. Welcome aboard. It is Ron Flatter here and Josh Applebaum there. Yeah, Josh, that really was how people used to try to find out about the weather at places like Wrigley Field. Can you imagine if we had to do that all over again in the 21st century? Ron, I can't believe it. You guys had it much harder back in the day. Today, I can just go on Twitter. I can check weather websites. Uh, you know, I'm a guy who really loves to look at the weather because a lot of casual bettors really overlook the weather. They don't yeah. think it really makes a big difference. They kind of ignore it. They kind of uh, are unaware. But really, you know, savvy, sharp sports bettors, 
they really pay attention to the weather because whether it's windy, hot, cold, humid, the direction of the wind, the strength of the wind, it can have a huge impact on the outcome of a game and make you decide to place a bet or not. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today, Ron, weather along with referees and looking at ways that we can increase our bankroll by looking at factors that oftentimes get overlooked but are very, very important. Yeah, I'm glad you said it like I was in a horse and buggy, Josh, and that we were using movable type, but that's fine. You know, when referees, there were only one on the field and they had a horn instead of flags, but that's fine. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll park my aluminum walker until we get rolling here. But let's talk about the weather. Now, we can't do anything about it, but we can. I mean, it's the old saying, you can't do anything about the weather, but as a sports better, we can take advantage of it. We can use it in a way that maybe we can get an edge that the bookkeepers, that the bookmakers don't have a chance to react to. And then maybe you can do well with your bookkeeper, hopefully with all the money you have coming in. But let's talk about it both for football and baseball and what the impact is. And let's start with the wind, because really, if there's a factor beyond rain, snow, sleet or gloom of night, it's the wind that has an impact. Yeah, you're exactly right, Ron. And uh, hey, one of my favorite quotes of all time, may the wind always be at your back and the sun upon your face and may the wings of destiny carry you aloft to dance with the stars uh, or cash or cash your bet, either one. That's lovely. As long And as long as the water getting in your face, if you're walking upwind is not warm. Oh, wait a minute. That's a whole <laughs> different saying, but go ahead. <laughs> you're exactly right, Ron. And yeah, I think, you know, why weather is important is because you know, as humans, as regular people, we can relate to the weather. We know that uh, the you know the temperature, hot, cold, you know, wind. You know, we've always been uh, you know outside trying to walk to your car or going wherever, and the wind can have an effect. It can make you uh, blow something in the wind, lose something, drop something, uh, and it can have the same sort of effect on a uh, on a football game or a baseball game. So, really, today talking about weather. Those are the two sports we're going to look at, football and baseball, obviously outdoor sports, and really looking at totals overall because um, totals are really where it's at. When you're betting an over or an under, the total amount of points or runs scored by both teams combined, the weather is one variable and factor that can have a big impact. So you mentioned it, Ron, real quick. Uh, Ron, let me throw it to you. Why is the wind considered one of the most important factors when it comes to weather and totals in general? Well, other than maybe losing my hairpiece or my keys, uh, as David Letterman might have said, the wind in this case, uh, certainly in football, it impacts your ability to throw the ball and make sure it goes from point A to point B in a way that you're expecting it to. In baseball, certainly we know a ball that could be a warning track flyout with the wind blowing out could then become a home run. Certainly in basketball and hockey, generally we don't have to worry about that, except maybe in hockey on those occasions when they are playing the outdoor games but even then it is such a close to the ground game it probably has a negligible impact but really it's all about baseball and why don't we go ahead and start with football and Josh what have you found in terms of maybe the miles per hour of the wind and is there a cutoff point where you say I don't worry about it and then at a certain point you start to worry about it yeah, I think that's a great question, Ron, because, you know, especially with new betters, you need to have some um, some hard numbers that you can look at and really, you know, maybe pique your interest when you see above a certain amount of miles per hour. So, you know, just to jump on on uh, on top of what you said a second ago, another reason why the wind is really important in football is that the windier it is, it really, really helps an under because like you said, Ron, it's harder to throw the ball. The ball might, you know, sail uh, way above a player's head, a wide receiver's head, come up short go left, go right. 
As a result, it's going to be harder to move the chains, get first downs. The kicking game is also very uh, affected here. You know, oh, you sure. can see, yeah, kicks go way wide left, way wide right, get knocked down. So uh, missed field goals, missed extra points. The other thing is when the wind is really, really uh, swirling and big crosswinds, what you do usually is you run the ball more because you can't throw it. And when you run the ball, what happens there, Ron? You chew up the clock. And as a result, it's kind of a, a continuous running clock. The game goes by quicker. And as a result, you know, you're going to have less points scored overall. So when you're talking about an actual number I look for, Ron, you know, to me, I don't really get interested in a windy under until it gets to about 10 miles an hour or more. So to me, that's kind of a cutoff when anything five or less, you know, one, two, three, four, five, even, you know, six, seven miles an hour, that isn't really going to cause much of an impact overall. When you get to 10 miles an hour or more, but it's really 20 miles an hour or more, that's kind of almost an auto bet for a lot of sharps. I remember, um, you know, we were interviewing Kevin Roth of Roto Grinders. He's the meteorologist mm -hmm. sports betting expert. And he, uh, he agreed with me. He said 20 miles an hour, that is a number that you can really, really pinpoint circle on uh, on your odds sheet or wherever you're making your bet on your app and if you can get 20 miles an hour or more ideally sustained wins you know not just early in the game but throughout the game that's when you can really really see a huge impact so wow. uh, 20 miles an hour or more that's what i look at for a lot of windy unders in, in college and pro football and what about in speaking of colleges do you find that the wind impacts the number more so in colleges than maybe in pros I think it does, Ron. Yeah, I look at a lot of windy unders, you know, in the NFL, you know, you're, you're looking at a lot of uh, unders between divisional opponents because that familiarity kind of leads to lower scoring games in general. So if you can get wind, a divisional game, you see some sharp action. Typically, the, the public's almost always going to bet an over because they want to see, uh, you know, they're predisposed to wanting to root for points and high scoring games. So if you get a little sharp action, you see the line uh, fall a little bit. You get a good number. That's always a good sign if you can combine that with wind. But I really like these college windy under opportunities because when you think about college kids, you know, they're they're inferior. You know, a college quarterback um, is not as used to the wind or experienced with the wind as a pro quarterback. So oh, okay. even though, yeah, that's kind of what I look at, Ron. Like, you know, young quarterbacks, 18, 19, 20 years old, to me, they're going to make more mistakes, more mistakes, and they're going to be more affected by a windy game than maybe a, a pro quarterback. So definitely those windy unders, especially, you know, in, a lot of times in college uh, football, you'll see totals really, really drop. So um, I remember, you know, in years past, I'd look at Hawaii or Wyoming or, um, you know, climates where you get really, really windy weather and maybe the um, kind of just the configuration of the stadium can really mm -hmm. impact and, and allow weather to come in and wind um, I've seen totals really really drop I remember a Hawaii game you know they're used to usually scoring a million points you know a total would open at around 65 and get down to 58 because there's going to be 25 mile an hour winds so this is the important thing looking for extremes when it comes to weather and I lean on even college more just because these quarterbacks aren't used to it and they usually run the ball more anyway I'll give you an interesting thing when you talk about field position and the field configuration. Most in football are north-south. Press boxes on the west side, and the sun will set, of course, behind the sideline. But places like the L.A. Coliseum or at Texas Tech, east-west fields where the sun will set on one end. Moreover, 
teams that are used to playing mostly north-south schedules and winds prevailing from a particular direction could be thrown off by a prevailing wind that is going a different direction simply because the field goes a different direction. It was set up that way at Texas Tech, after all, because of a prevailing wind from the west there. So in that respect, you could look at that, and you've got to be bearing in mind which way the field is configured, because if you just see a forecast where it says wind out of the south, that doesn't necessarily mean from goal line to goal line. Check and see. Look, go to Google Maps if you have any doubt and see which way that field is laid. I totally agree, Ron. You know, I'm uh, I'm based in New England and, you know, the Patriots State, and we have a, a side of the uh, of Gillette Stadium where it's kind of the lighthouse and there's this huge open part where you can mm-hmm. see a lot of wind, wind blow through. So I think, Ron, just in terms of a high-level um, kind of rundown of what you're talking about. These are the things that sharp betters look at. It's not just enough that they know, okay, wind benefits and under that's going to give me more of an edge on an under, but it's also that they're literally looking at latitude, longitude of stadiums, of configurations of, of, uh, of stadiums and ballparks. And again, this kind of hits on the fact that, you know, if you want to be a successful sports better, you've got to keep digging and digging and digging and it's all out there. It's all just based on, how much work are you willing to put in? And when you can really check off a lot of boxes, make the strongest bet you can make, you know, that's when, uh, you know, if you cash it a windy under and you got a good number and you, uh, you really kind of diagnosed it from the start, you'll feel good about yourself. But really that's just kind of the approach of betting overall. The more uh, boxes you can check, you know, T's you can uh, cross, I's you can dot, that's really going to make you uh, a better, better over the, over the long term. And in in-game betting, too, you can pay attention to which way a team is going if it has the wind, and you start to think about if they have a kicker, particularly in a place like Denver where the high altitude, you could even say that that kind of comes into the weather picture in a way. But that thin air, and you see, wow, maybe another 64-yard field goal with the wind through the thin air late in a half, that could be influential as well. But also... This applies to baseball. There's thin air, of course, in Denver as well for the Colorado Rockies. But also, there's wind everywhere, especially at least in outdoor stadiums. They're still working on that on the indoor stadiums. But as you look at that, and we mentioned Wrigley Field, and and wind blowing in can turn uh, a home run into a warning track shot, and a wind blowing out could put the ball on Waveland Avenue, which, by the way, is north of Wrigley Field. Most baseball fields are configured so that left field is to the north, right field is to the east, and the southpaws are so named because their arm faces south toward the first baseline. But they're not all that way. Go across town in Chicago, and you'll find that the stadium that used to be known as Comiskey, by any other name, is configured in a completely different way. So let's talk about the wind in Major League Baseball and how you play it, Josh, as you at least go ahead, dissect which way the field is going, and then you determine whether the wind is blowing in or out. Yeah, so Ron, I think you hit the nail on the head because when it comes to weather and specifically wind, baseball is really the go-to sport because just the way kind of the schedule is configured, you know, you have 162 games, you have 15 games a day, you just have more opportunities to take advantage of these weather situations and windy situations. So, you know, I I know a, a buddy I worked with who was almost a strictly a windy totals MLB better. And, you know, throughout the course of a six month plus season, these, these games and these opportunities can really, really stack up. So I think you're already operating from a good, you know, uh, a good situation, a good edge, knowing that baseball, the weather has a big impact and I have a ton of games to maximize my edge on. So you hit the nail on the head, Ron, you know, basically talking about 
Wrigley Field and looking at not only the direction of the wind, you know, blowing out benefits and over, uh, blowing in benefits and under. But to me, I also look at, you know, humidity and baseball, you know, hmm. early on in baseball, usually it's, you know, it's freezing cold and terrible weather, but kind of once you get into, you know, maybe June and on, that's when you start to see hot days, humid days. And that can also benefit you as well, because, you know, another trend you can look at when we talk about weather, not just wind is humidity and the heat. And you always look at humidity as basically benefiting some overs because the air is less dense. That means the ball travels further. So, you know, big, uh, big fly ball, good trajectory here could be again, pushed into, uh, into the stands, become a home run. Um, also look at, you know, 90 degrees or more. That's another, and again, today's show, you want to give a lot of easy benchmarks. So 90 degrees or more that can also benefit some overs because again, we've been outside on some hot days. And if you're a pitcher, on a mound and the sun's beating down on you, um, you know, you're sweating and you're, you're sweating all over the ball. You're more prone to making mistakes. That's that benefits the hitters. And also, you know, the batters, they have the advantage because they're in the dugout while they're on offense. They've got a fan, they got a, uh, a nice cold pack on their neck and they're just getting ready to hit. Whereas the, the pitcher is just baking out there. So again, humidity, uh, hot weather, that's going to be uh, something you want to take into effect when you're when you're thinking about betting overs in baseball i'm thinking about something in baseball years ago at old candlestick park in san francisco the giants had a heater in their dugout and the visiting team did not but those days are long gone domes are still around domes sometimes with the roof open roof closed always check to see before the game begins where the roof will be whether it will be parked or in full operation but let's presume now for the moment we're talking about domes that are closed be they for baseball games or football and as we're recording this during the corona virus pandemic we know that fans in question and the fact that they are not there is a whole nother matter but during normal times when fans are there of course in a dome they can be that much louder but beyond that how do domes influence the numbers josh in terms of both baseball and football yeah so again you know we're looking at extremes when we talk about weather if the weather is just kind of down the middle you're not going to see a, you know a betting edge that you can take advantage of but you know the opposite of a big weather game is a situation where there's a lack of weather where it's there's zero weather so that's when we look at major league baseball domes clover closed roof stadiums again if you're betting on a game uh you know safeco field or um in Ari or in uh arizona you always want to know beforehand double check to see whether or not the roof will be open that's available on twitter a lot of the team uh you know sites will report that as well but when you're talking about the dome uh and i always think about tropicana field where the rays play that's actually a benefit to an under um you see a lot of historical data that um shows that at the under hits at a at a i think it's about a three percent higher clip in a dome versus an outdoor stadium and why is that important because when you're in a dome it's perfect conditions for a pitcher uh, also, the ball really doesn't travel. Uh, it's perfect conditions for fielders as well. You usually get, you know, true hops in a uh, an artificial turf, whereas, you know, you're outside, you know, you may get a, a ball kicked one way or the other way. So perfect conditions for the pitcher, ideal conditions for the fielders. The ball doesn't travel. You add it all up, that really can benefit in, uh, in under in general. But then, Ron, you also have your, your NFL domes. Uh, you always think about, you know, the Saints, um, the Superdome, and all these indoor stadiums uh, in general where you actually see, again, a big edge to an over. So again, it's not just cut and dry where a dome is great under no matter what. In the NFL and football, it's a little bit of an edge to an over because it's a fast track. 
And because it's a slick field, and as a result, you know, the offense has a big advantage because they know where they're, they're when they know where they're going. They can plan and make a move. The defense has to react. So kind of that fast track benefits more points. You usually see, uh, you know, more points in a lot of domes in general. Also kicking ideal conditions to make a kick. Um, but Ron, one thing we should mention is that, you know, even though these are big edges to try to take advantage of, remember that sportsbooks know this. They're betting and, you know, they're, <laughs> they're uh, setting these betting lines with all this information in mind. So, you know, the goal is not only to be aware of these things, but to jump on things quick or wait for a number to move to get the best number overall. But don't think that you're the only one who knows this and the books the books don't because they know every little thing and more. So a lot of these, uh, you know, whether it's in a dome or not, it's all baked into the cake when the odds makers release the line. That's a caveat, by the way, for every lesson we give you in this series. So just circling back to make sure we covered all bases, did we get it all in terms of heat and cold and altitude and even say shadows? So thing to add here, you know, before we move, I love talking about, but um, looking at hot weather, the great edge in college ball, when you're looking at really, really hot, see it, you know, first month of the season in September, that's when you can really take advantage of it, be a little bit through October, really before it starts. But when you're looking at 85 degrees or hotter, in college football games, typically a lot in a lot of uh, you know down south, you'll see these really really temperatures. You know, close. That's a huge advantage to an over because the defense basically is just absolutely gassed out there. They're tired. You know, some some people would argue it's much more fun to play offense than defense. So when you're out there on offense, you have a huge advantage. You're running your plays. You know what you're doing. The defense has to react, and the defense is just a step behind, gasping for air. So really really hot. 85 degrees or more overs in college football have a big advantage, but also Ron, you know, you wouldn't believe this usually. And I learned this a while ago. Um, I always thought it was the opposite. And this is why it's important to really check data to make sure that you're not falling, you know, under a uh, kind of fake conventional wisdom, but cold overs in the NFL, you know, you always think in the NFL when it's really, really cold out, it must be a low scoring game because the players on the field, you know, their hands are frozen. It's hard to throw and catch the ball. You can't really, you know, run. You're so you're so cold. You just want to get off the field and go on the hot sidelines with the the heater. But actually, you know, a lot of public betters overrate that and overvalue that. And you actually see cold overs when it's 30 degrees or less perform at a pretty good rate to the over in general. So again, temperature can have an effect, not always in the way that you think. But really, the key here when we're, when we're talking about weather in general is wind. Always look at big wind mm -hmm. as really the the one factor you want to lean on the most. Shadows? Shadows, yeah, big shadows. Uh, our buddy Patrick Maher on uh, at Beeson, he always uh, reminded me that, you know, he likes to go to the L.A. Dodgers games. And, you know, when you have a 4 o'clock game, early afternoon game, that can be a big advantage to an under because the pitcher is, uh, you know, the basically the shadows are makes it harder for the, the hitter to, to pick up the ball, gives a big advantage to the pitcher. You know, if, if Clayton Kershaw, he doesn't need a bigger advantage, but – you know, if a matinee game and, you know, a late afternoon game, you know, that's where you can really take advantage of shadows, you know, hurting offensive players, helping pitchers. And that's why you can look at maybe a first five under. And remember, you know, the weather isn't always consistent. Maybe it's, you know, swirling winds, 20 degrees for maybe projected the first hour of the game, but then it dies down. So again, you know, isolate maybe just the first half bet, not a full game bet. Um, but again, all these things 
are uh, are factors you should weigh mm. and uh, and always check to make sure you're getting it right. And always, also, Ron, I live in New England. Make sure you don't bet weather opportunities too early because on a Monday we could be predicting you know a huge snowstorm and wind and rain um, in Boston, and then by the time we get to uh, to kickoff on game day. You know the weather's died down. It'll be it'll be a perfect day. So well, wait wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. You're telling me the forecast is wrong in the east? I find that shocking. Sometimes, Ron, you wouldn't believe it, but sometimes I'm they are wrong. Stunned. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that to- same token, though, by the way, use multiple weather sources. Weather.com is popular and user friendly, but often wrong. Weather.gov not as user friendly, but maybe more often right. AccuWeather maybe splits the difference. Kevin Roth, the sports betting meteorologist at RotoGrinders.com, another place to go. But moreover, pay attention and maybe look at local sources on social media to see what the weather is because, yeah, Josh, you're right. Uh, the weather, it is a change in. When we come back, the referees. Oh, yeah, you talk about blowing like the wind. Straight lines for 1,200, Alex, as we continue on the Everything Guide to Sports Betting podcast from VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, the referees and the umpires, they're supposed to be neutral. Okay, maybe they go in there and have every intention of being so. But, of course, if you are an aggrieved fan, you think they weren't. And if you're a successful fan, you think they called a great game. Somewhere in between all that lies the truth. And for betters, that's another important tool. And, yes, you can bet trends based on referees and umpires, Josh. Yeah, refs, umpires, Ron, you know, I look at it as this is kind of a cherry on top. I don't think you ever want to bet a game specifically because of a ref or an umpire, but you want to make sure that it's one of the criteria, one of the boxes you're trying to check off when you're trying to place a bet. Um, Because I think it it can have a marginal effect, but I don't think on itself, like, you know, we talked about, you know, 20 mile per hour, 25 mile per hour wins. That's enough to just bet an under um, almost blindly. 
But just because, you know, a referee tends one way or another, I don't think that's the only reason. It's when you can layer on situations where, okay, like I like this road dog for reasons A, B, C, and D. You know, it's a divisional matchup. You have sharp line movement. I've handicapped the game where I'm getting a good number. Plus, I happen to have a road referee. Boom. That's the sort of thing you want to look at. Um, but if we can just take a step back, Ron, you know, we always got to remember, refs are humans. They're humans at, at the end what? of the day. And <laughs> I know, I know. I almost, you know, Ron, this is, it'll be funny if, if we switch to robots in the future, because then uh, we might lose an edge here on referees with uh, robot umpires. Um, but they do have tendencies and they're human. And as a result, you know, they're going to have some some edges overall one way or another. You know, you, you really hope and think, and I think a lot of refs, are pretty down the middle. Again, you have some egregious calls that make them look bad, but I think they do try to call games right. And you never want to get into a fact of, you know, um, although Tim Donahue gave some refs some bad names, um, you don't want to get into the opportunity, you know, kind of the, the rabbit hole of their throwing games. And then it's it's like, what do you, why are you even betting if you kind of take that approach? But um, again, they have some tendencies where they might favor a home team because they don't want to get the home crowd screaming at them and they want to make sure that. Um, you know, they're, they're not getting bottles thrown at them like in Philadelphia. Uh, you also, maybe they, they lean road teams because they want to appear impartial. And again, they can be influenced by the crowd. Um, they can also, I look at the NFL a lot, Ron, like, you know, uh, referees who call a lot of penalties, throw a lot of flags, referees that let them play. So if you're looking historically, a guy like Tony Carrenti historically is a, is a pretty good under guy. You see the under cash um, upwards of almost a 60% uh, clip here to the under, whereas Jerome Boger is almost 60% to the over. So you see these little tendencies where, again, I don't think they're the only reason you bet a game, but you want to be aware of these coming into it because it's, it's only going to make you more confident in a bet if you can layer on another piece of criteria that lines up in the you know direction that you're betting anyway. By the way, in case you aren't aware of the name Tim Donaghy, he was the NBA referee who was found to have been working with bookies and had been indicted in terms of a gambling scandal that still resonates around the NBA in some ways. But uh, he was certainly uh, one who indeed wrote a book about his experiences, and he became a poster child for all that might be wrong with refereeing. Another guy whose name comes up, as you had mentioned football is a guy in baseball and you can't get through any kind of a refereeing or umpiring discussion without bringing up cowboy joe west and so he's a name i know that galvanizes betters because when you see it you think one particular way and by the way not just betters right baseball fans in general so what about a guy like joe west and what about umpires in baseball yeah so baseball umpires can influence i think in kind of two big ways number one uh, when they're the home plate ump and just a little tip here, you know, look for the home plate ump. Uh, what you can do is, you know, they'll be posted on MLB.com. But if you just look at any box score, whoever is the first base ump today will be the home plate ump tomorrow. So you can always get a leg up and that's just a tip to always remember. Um, however, umps, again, they can really affect a total because when they're behind the plate, their strike zone, you know, some guys have big strike zones, which as a result, you know, more balls are in play. Uh, more strikeouts, basically that benefits an under. You also hear about umpires who will squeeze a pitcher. They will have a super tight strike zone. It leads to more walks. It leads to more base runners. It leads to more runs. So that can have an effect as well. Uh, but Ron, I'm glad you brought up Joe West because he's a throwback. Uh, he is kind of either you love him or hate him or just he's just a, a character and you love it when he, he'll throw someone out and make a scene. 
Um, he's just kind of an old school guy, old school baseball uh, umpire. But Ron, you know, looking at historically Joe West, uh, according to Bet Lab Sports historical database, this little nugget here: when Joe West is the home plate umpire, underdogs win at a 47% clip since 2003. Now, without any context, 47%, what does that mean? Um, you got to remember that all dogs, all underdogs in baseball, win at roughly a 42.5% clip, 43%. So what that's telling you is when Joe West is behind the plate, underdogs win at roughly a 3% or 4% higher clip than when any other uh, mm. umpires behind the plate. So that's this little thing where, again, looking at extremes, if you have a marginal edge one way or another, you're not going to really – uh, think about it too much, but Joe West, big to the underdog. And why? You know, maybe he just wants to appear impartial, so he goes overboard toward the underdog. Maybe he's a guy who roots for underdogs. Um, but that's the sort of thing you want to look at because that can really, really have an impact. And, um, again, the, the key in baseball is when you're betting underdogs, you know, you're getting plus money. And when you're laying favorite, uh, you know, numbers, you have to win at a high rate, you know, in, in the high 50% or more, 55%. But when you're betting underdogs, you're getting plus money. You could win sub 50 and still turn a profit with the plus money payout. So if you're on a dog anyway and you see Joe West behind the plate, uh, that's only a good thing for you. One other note, by the way, when you're checking box scores to see who will be tomorrow's home plate umpire, bear in mind that that is within a given series because they will change up as teams travel around. So too do umpires and so too do NBA referees. We mentioned Donaghy. And certainly if you're listening in Sacramento, I know you're probably spitting the bit just thinking about what could have been in the C-Web days against the Lakers way back when. But speaking of the NBA, is there a particular referee that you look at who does certainly uh, certainly skew the numbers in a particular way? Yeah, you uh, you hit it, Ron. Uh, Scott Foster, an infamous name in the NBA, uh, <laughs> rumored to have, I believe, Ronnie made some phone calls with Donahue. They were short phone calls. Uh -oh. um, David Stern, rest in peace. He said nothing was going there. I don't know, um, but Scott Foster. Big historically to the road team. Uh, road team since 2003, 54% against the spread covering the number when Scott Foster uh, is refereeing. And also, another tip, Ron, you know, we mentioned it, um, you know, for other sports, but when usually you go to NBA.com in the morning, they'll release the referee assignments. So you'll see who the refs are that night. Uh, but again, refereeing can have an impact. A guy also, you know, uh, who maybe, or a guy or girl um, who will basically lean a little bit maybe to an over or an under especially overs when you get into fouls and free throw shooting late, that can definitely benefit an over bet. Um, but the NBA, especially in the playoffs, that's when you see um, refereeing really, really make a big impact overall. But yeah, Scott Foster, think of him as a road guy, Joe West, the big dog guy. These are the tendencies you want to try to exploit. Uh, and it's always important to, to do your homework, look where they lean one way or another. And just remember, this is a cherry on top. Not the only reason you bet a game, but a good thing to have in your back pocket when you're placing your bet. And let's not forget, too, hockey has the opportunity as well to try to figure out how you could bet accordingly, check referees' assignments there. But it's a little more difficult in hockey nowadays, especially over recent decades since they went to two referees on the ice with two linesmen, not just the single referee that was in vogue up until the early part of the 21st century. Yeah, great point, Ron. And again, that that would be in terms of, you know, looking at penalties. Are they ticky-tack calls? I, You know, I'm a Boston Bruins fan. I always hate when the Bruins go up to Montreal and it seems like the refs 
uh, always get the Bruins on a ton of calls. And then what happens there? Team goes on the power play, easier to score, could benefit an over, could benefit the team with the better uh, power play or uh, not a lot of calls, you know, the benefit of a, a good penalty kill in general. So, yeah, whatever the sport is, no matter what it is, referees, they're important. And kind of, you know, if you're going to take one thing away from today's episode, it's that, you know, these are factors you want to consider. Referees, the weather, you want to do your handicapping, you want to do your research, you want to look at line movement. You want to try to identify an edge, but don't ever overlook these factors because, you know, the more you know going into a bet, it's only going to make your bet stronger and uh, hopefully uh, increase your chances of winning. I love it. That's always how we want to leave it when we wrap up a lesson plan here. So hopefully we've taught you something about the weather. We've taught you something about the officials in the game. And hopefully maybe, you know, you have a sunny day with the officials and maybe a fair day with the weather, or maybe even in reverse. You never know how it can work out with the referees, the umpires, and the weather. So with that in mind, we bid you adieu until another lesson. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go see if I need my umbrella. In the meantime, thank you, Josh. Ron Flatter here. And you have been enjoying, I hope, the Everything Guide to Sports Betting on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.